Today on the Pro-Life Podcast, a warrant was served recently, and it's not the one you're thinking of, but the media is bending the truth a little bit. We need to cover the details, pull up a chair, grab your coffee. Let's get started. Happy Tuesday, Pro-Life family. Happy 49th birthday, Texas Right Woo! to Life. 49th anniversary. Is it anniversary or birthday? I like birthday. I like birthday. I mean, we're pro-life oh, We like birthday. Yeah, okay. Well, congrats to Texas Right to Life. <laughs> congrats yeah. for all the things. 49 years. So let's go around the table and introduce my friends. Kim Schwartz, Media Communications Director. Veronica Arnold-Smither, Education Associate mm-hmm. and cool person, oh, pro-life thanks. mom. Thanks for making it in. Emily Cook is not here. She got called into mom duty today, so she she's at home being awesome mom. Brent Klingerman, IT director. Um, so there was this weird story, and the media is kind of misrepresenting. Shock. The, <laughs> I know, right? Misrepresenting the facts a little bit. They would never um, do that. Cut. <laughs> Uh, Don't get me started. Yep. Okay. Well, kind of, because that's our job here. Okay. Um, Facebook turned over chat messages between a mother and daughter, and now they are charged with illegal abortion is kind of the story. Yeah. But the truth here is there was a warrant for these because there was suspicions of further wrongdoings than yes. just an illegal abortion. So the part of the story that the media is just burying deep down within uh, the, all the actual news is that the mother, there was this uh, young mom and her mom who, uh, whenever the girl became pregnant, they conspired to get abortion drugs. She was over 20 weeks along, so this baby is pretty big. Like a 20-week fetus is about like the size of, if you stretch out your hand like this, that's about the size that the baby at 20 weeks is. Uh, She was further along than that. And so they used abortion pills. They acquired them illegally and used them to kill the unborn child. And then once the baby was delivered stillborn, they were like, okay, well, what do we do now? So they burned the baby's body mm-hmm. and buried it. And the authorities found out, charged them with, um, you know, desecration of a body and, um, you know, not reporting a corpse to the authorities, things like that. They were not charged with like illegal abortion or murder or anything. They were charged for how they handled this situation. Yeah, I guess it wasn't clear at the time yet that they had also aborted the child. I mean, that's- Exactly. Oh, so the authorities knew something, yeah. something happened here with mistreating this baby's corpse, um, but they weren't quite sure what exactly happened. So they were like, okay, well, we'll charge you with that. And to further you know, pursue their case, they then uh, got a warrant to go uh, to have Facebook turn over their direct messages. And it turns out that the mom and, ba- the, mom and the daughter had been uh, talking about how they um, planned to have the illegal abortion, how they said we burned the baby's body and we buried it. Like they're laying this all out in their Facebook messages. That's horrible. But part of this overall campaign, there's so many facets right now to the abortion industry and the media's propaganda campaign after Roe v. Wade was overturned that, you know, we've talked about before how they want to try to deceive people and scare people. 
So they don't actually have to talk about abortion. They don't want to actually talk about abortion. They want to talk about everything else to get to you to be afraid of pro-life laws and protecting unborn child. They want to deceive and distract you from the real issue that abortion kills a human being. And so uh, whenever you see look at this case, they will ignore the fact that this was a pretty old baby. Like this was well-developed baby. This is and this is they, beyond any kind of recommended, even on the other sides, recommended stages of using chemically induced or exactly. abortion pills. Like this is past where they say you should do this. Yeah, so, I mean, usually um, a pro-choice physician would recommend surgery in order to have an abortion at that point. So abortion pills, uh, that's pretty dangerous. Yeah. Uh, could lead to a incomplete abortion, which could lead to infection and... I mean, that's that's messy and dangerous all by itself. Right. But then, like, the fact that they were... First of all, the fact that they were trying to kill their child. Yeah. And then they mm-hmm. burned the body to yeah. try to get rid of the evidence. Oh, my gosh. It's horrible. Oh, it's so tragic. And so this People is are just, so desperate. It is. And it's another... And it doesn't need... They don't need to be in that situation to be so desperate and think, I have to kill my child. This is the only way. Because... Uh, you know, there's the baby Moses laws and safe haven laws where you can deliver your child and go bring them to a fire station, no questions asked. And, you know, if you're not ready to parent, that's a totally viable option. Yeah. But this is just another piece of the pro-abortion propaganda campaign since Roe v. Wade was overturned. Um, This, and then there was a similar case in um, another country, I can't remember which, that um, Vice News was running a big story on, and they completely buried the fact that um, this woman had delivered her child alive and then murdered that child. But the headline was, oh, woman charged with illegal abortion. It's like, um, yeah, well, they're trying to re they're trying to change the dictionary all over again. Yes. Right? They're pretty good at that lately. Um, right. They uh, were what, redefining what is everything. What is it, baby? So, yes. but yeah, remember a few months ago in California, there was a law that, or was a bill proposed to legalize infanticide. It was mm-hmm. to protect, yeah. it was something about like protecting a mother's right to abort up until 30 days post-birth. And I was like, what? That yeah. I think is, it was included as what? perinatal. Yeah, which isn't really death. defined, which could extend into maybe as far as two. Yeah. It, oh, oh, yeah. Basically, code for legal yeah. infanticide. Yeah. And so, so how how is the media portraying this particular case of this woman who? They're trying to make it sound like a witch hunt. Like because of pro life laws, Facebook was snitching on this uh, woman and um, this m- daughter and her mm. mother, and they it, they make it sound like they just turned over her DMs and was like, "Here you go, police, go investigate this lady." They were already being investigated, and um, the authorities served a warrant to Facebook right. saying, "Hey, we think there might have been discussion about mm-hmm. this," and yes, there sure was. So it's also kind of weird because they're trying to make it sound like Facebook is. <laughs> The on enemy? the pro-life side, I'm That's like, they always do if that. Only. Oh, Trump won. It's <laughs> yes. Facebook's fault. All these political things. It's Facebook's fault. Yeah. So That's so oh, they're, funny. They're, if only they were on our side. Right. I mean, how many pro-life orgs have, were canceled by Facebook for a while? And yeah. yeah, I mean, like live action and all these others had difficulties with, it's usually Twitter. But Facebook, 
is a problem too. Yeah, How many I of us do, are shadow banned? I want to yeah. give a little tiny, tiny piece of credit though, because like YouTube has the stupid disclaimer down here that's like, abortion is a discussion, is an important medical decision between a woman and her doctor. And you can click here and find out where uh, you might want to have an abortion or whatever. Facebook hasn't done that and praise God because that could be very even worse, make the situation even worse. But I think that the left wants them to go that direction. So they're going to turn the gun on Facebook as much and distort the real story as much as they can until Facebook bends the knee to the mob. Yikes. Yeah, but just like you said earlier, the, um, the woman doesn't need to feel like this, like abortion is her only option. You know, maybe she feels desperate and thinks like, okay, well, abortion is what I need. That's what everyone, that's what society tells me. But let's look at states like Texas. Let's look at states like even Indiana just passed a new law establishing an alternatives to abortion fund. And that they call it the Hoosier Family First Fund. So shout out to all the Hoosiers out there. Uh, we, I can't even say that. We Texans Hoosiers. are proud of you. Yeah, you got it. You got <laughs> Close it. enough. Yeah. Um, and so this idea of, you know what, yes, women who are in difficult or unexpected pregnancies need help. And they've been told for so many years that abortion is just what you do if you're in that situation. And so the pro-life movement is like, okay, we're going to put our money where our mouth is mm -hmm. and say that whenever you're in a difficult or unexpected pregnancy, we're going to invest in all of these resources for you to help you um, to where you don't feel like, oh, I have to have an abortion. You have, you can choose life and uh, pursue your dreams and your ambitions. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Indiana. Uh, actually, I, when I heard about this new law funding pregnancy centers and all these other alternatives to abortion, um, I asked our legislative team, did y'all help with that? And they were like, yeah, we wrote the amendments. Yeah. I was like, of course you did. Good job, Texas Right to Life, because I can't help but I have to brag on the ledge team. Like, I mean, yeah. they are constantly consulting other states on how to do yeah. what we have done successfully for the past few decades now. And it's awesome. So good job, Indiana. I hope all the other states start doing these alternatives to abortion fund programs too. They call it by different names, but... Uh, basically, yeah, they're they're funding pregnancy centers, adoption agencies. They're uh, they're putting money into resources for parents and children, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. And then the response to that from the pro-choice side is always one of two things. Number one, they just ignore it. And they're like, right. you pro-lifers don't care about women after the baby's born. And then we All say, you care oh. is about fetuses. Right. Oh, <laughs> you're just pro-birth. That's what they say every single time. And anybody who says that at this point is just not paying attention. Like Texas has had our alternatives to abortion funds since 2005. And uh, we're, we funded at $100 million for a biennium, which is two years of a wow. state budget. And so we're pouring so much money into this and the uh, pro-abortion Democrats vote against it almost every time because it's like, oh, well, this is the second thing they say. These are fake clinics. They don't really help women. Where are they so I can burn them down? Yeah, that's right. what they say. It's like, what? What? <laughs> yes, they, they torture women and trick women. It's like, what? No. What? Yeah. No. No. Zero percent. Well, you know the old the old tactic, right? Always accuse your enemy of the thing you're actually doing. Mm. So. Yep. So that's what they do. It's pretty nonsense. Um, 
But none of this is true. All the claims that say like, oh, well, these are fake clinics. Like, oh, well, they give out real diapers and help women with their real rent and um, do real STD testing and pregnancy tests and all these other things. So I don't know what's fake about it. Parenting yeah. classes and free diapers and formula and all, all the things. Yes. Yeah. Especially like during the formula crisis, whenever you couldn't find formula anywhere, guess what? The pregnancy centers had them. Yeah, they did. And they do an amazing job of helping these women take care of their children. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of taking care of children, there's this really interesting story uh, that's been developing, but we have to take a break. Ooh. Brent told me to do it this time. Yeah. So, <laughs> my mind. Yeah, so let's go to the break and I'll tell you the story next. Save the date for Boots on the Ground. It's an awesome pro-life conference coming up January 28th and 29th. Come to Austin, Texas with us to march to the Capitol, to celebrate the end of Roe v. Wade, to commemorate Roe v. Wade, and to learn from expert pro-life speakers on how to keep Texas pro-life forever. Come to Austin with us and hear from Ryan Bomberger, our keynote speaker who shares his personal story, and so much more. Book your tickets today, bootsonthegroundtx.com. See you in January. The Supreme Court just overturned Roe v. Wade. This is a historic moment. Now we have a bold, groundbreaking agenda for the next steps. First, we have to enforce our laws and make sure liberal district attorneys don't give abortionists a free pass. Second, we need to expand the life-saving alternatives to abortion program. And third, we need to save hospital patients. Do you believe in this vision? Go to texasrighttolife.com stand to donate now and save lives. And we're back. Happy Tuesday, friends. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Good impression. <laughs> okay, so the interesting story. Yes. Uh, it's actually really cool uh, how it's developed. So uh, several months ago, this woman who is a host of a show on Netflix uh, named Emily Calandrelli was traveling through the Los Angeles airport uh, and she's a breastfeeding mom. She just had her second child and she was going back to work for the first time and she had ice packs with her to keep the breast milk cold and the Seems TSA obvious. yeah I mean the TSA stopped her though and we're like you can't keep these ice packs and she's like no I need it for the breast milk I mean this is part of the you know the law I mean there's there's a law to yeah. help protect right. uh breastfeeding moms with this kind of thing and it's called the babes act and it was passed in Huge. 2016 by Obama thanks Obama wow and uh every time every now and then they do we something. did it non-sarcastically for yeah. once <laughs> every now and then they do something right and uh um so but she she was like can I speak to the manager can I speak to the TSA manager like mm -hmm. he'll understand and so the manager came over and he's it, he was just like clueless he still didn't oh get it and he gosh. kept saying where's the baby and uh, she was like I'm a breastfeeding mother traveling I have a pump and ice packs and he was like, well, if you had the baby with you, this wouldn't be a problem. Um, that's How not, naive is that? That's Absolutely pretty bad. Horrible. So she was in tears and she was taking this oh selfie video about it. Um, and she was just really, really upset. And so it, it spawned some new legislation, uh, bipartisan legislation, which is rare these days. So good yeah. job, Congress, I guess. Um, and so <laughs> Even they- Even a broken <laughs> clock is right twice a day. Right. Every, so Every now and then those people up there in that swamp do something right. And so, um, yeah, they they amended the Babes Act to, to make it more clear and obvious, include ice packs and all of that. But I was just, I was so shocked and appalled on her behalf because 
first of all, what idiots. Secondly, I have been so lucky and blessed as a breastfeeding mom. I have never had a negative experience ever. And so I I was like, what in the world? Like, have these men never heard of breastfeeding? I guess not. <laughs> I was so shocked. But yeah, I mean, I've I've been so lucky. Maybe I to mean, the TSA. Yeah, yeah, well, they do a lot of work. I just stuff. picture it like from that scene in The Mandalorian where he's like, I want to see the baby. Where's the baby? Where's the baby? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how maybe they thought this was The Mandalorian, but no, it's a normal woman trying to breastfeed. Uh, her baby. Yeah. And when the moms are more like the other scene from The Mandalorian, where they're like, no, you can't bring this on board. He's checking the weapons. He's like, this better be here. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> like, Y'all are such nerds. Oh man. Yeah. But I mean, I, I am, I'm so glad that like, like her story has made it even more apparent. Cause there's been a pretty big movement. What, since maybe like the eighties, nineties yeah. to yeah. make breastfeeding cool again, I guess, because... <laughs> Make babies great again. Make babies great again. <laughs> oh, my god! Because for, before that, was it like the 40s, 50s, 60s, it was... It was very taboo, oh, and yeah. and uh, physicians and and even just like parent culture uh, really pushed formula and bottle feeding because it was super taboo. Which and is so weird. Let's use this this man made artificial thing as opposed to this thing God invented. Right. right. Yeah. No. Granted, I mean you have to put all these asterisks, right? Like some women can't breastfeed. Right. Um. Sometimes there's a medical reason not to. Sometimes it. We don't know why women can't breastfeed. Sometimes, there's all of those things too. Right. But for the women who can and for the babies who can, like, why should it be taboo? This yeah. is so normal and good. Right. And um, yeah, I was <laughs> I was talking to my sisters about it, actually. I was like, I've been so lucky. And they were like, yeah, me too, actually, both of them. And they're like, at one, I wish at one point someone had been stupid just so I could yell at them. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this woman, Emily Calandrelli. But she got, she got a good win in all of this. I yeah. mean, um, a representative out of California sponsored the legislation, a Democrat uh, in California, and then a bunch of Republicans were jumped on, jumped on board. And we're like, mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. We care about this. So good. Well, totally we got to we got to applaud when they do something right. I know. So yeah. it's it's gotten so rare. So exactly. Good job, guys. And it's important that we keep talking about this. So I'm glad that this actress, you know, made a point to go tell people, hey, this happened to me because you know, there's might be some women who feel guilty of like, oh, I yelled at the TSA guy and I should never something like that. I don't know. <laughs> and um, if I yell at them, they're going to put me in the special line and I'll miss my flight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what a lot of us feel usually. But I think that's how we got to this point where breastfeeding is so much more normalized than it was back in the day because people are saying like, yes, I need to go and have a life and, um, you know, Whenever you become a mom, your life is not over. It's not just like, okay, you had your baby. Now go stay in the closet and in the dark corner <laughs> oh my gosh. for until the baby <laughs> like is they did 18. Oh in the Victorian era, I mean, right. women, women literally did that. Like they would not leave their house while they were pregnant because it was extremely taboo. And um, and then yeah, they were they got wet nurses because breastfeeding was taboo. It was just like shut it all down, hide right. it. And now it's, oh, it's so much better. I mean, I actually, um, when I was working with the students a lot and traveling around the state, um, I often had a baby in tow because I've had a lot of babies. We, like, we have so, a lot of video evidence of such <laughs> yes. things. Yes, you've so, taught some I mean, classes with you'd be like doing tabling or yeah, lecturing the baby mm -hmm. on the hip or either. You know, actually, my favorite was a yaff, uh, yaff conference. I had the baby in the sling 
and he was asleep. That is yes, that is one of my favorite pictures of you speaking. Minutes. It was mm-hmm. great. And then afterward, my favorite story of this. So if you go to uh, YouTube and find the Young Americans Foundation, oh, Veronica's giving. Don't do that. No, just kidding. Uh, it, it was a great <laughs> speech. But so Veronica's giving a speech with like her baby right here, just sleeping the whole time. And then afterward, she's in our booth, and students come up to talk to her and say, "Oh, you did so good." They thought that was it marion who was it was uh henry henry yeah. okay okay mm-hmm. so they thought that your second was a doll yes <laughs> they were like i thought that was a fake baby it's like no i wanted to have a prop i was sitting so on my weird. chest yes. <laughs> you know this is a real child you but no but it's so committed. cool like because i'm a mom i've been i've been discovering these things that like non-parents may not have yet discovered like, there's lactation rooms in hotels and at universities and one time i I was at um, I was at Sam Houston University uh, tabling with my baby, and I was like, I need a few minutes. I'll be back in like 20 minutes. I need to go breastfeed my baby. And the students were like, Oh, would you like me to take you to the lactation room? And I was like, wow. Well, yes, please. It was I, I felt so honored. And then they had a special key code, and the pro life students knew it yeah. because they were savvy enough yes. to think. I need to know what this code is so I, whenever I see a mom in need, I can give it to them. And so they memorized the code nice. and let me in. It was just great. So, That's yeah, so I've good. been really lucky. Yeah. It, it does have, like, a weird stigma. I don't understand. It's like, yeah. this is how we all got here and grew yeah. up and stuff. I think like, it's all about creating a culture that embraces life, and that includes things like breastfeeding and making a um, – a healthy environment for moms to actually, you know, pursue their ambitions and go out and right. do things I mean, like they, be a normal person and have a baby. I know the, the weird irony of all of this, there's so many, um, is that uh, when the left talks about female empowerment and abortion is empowering and all that, it's like, what, what happened to you can have it all as a woman, like yeah. you can work, you can have children, you can have a family. So, so I'm glad that they are, they're starting to really include breastfeeding in their sense of female empowerment, though I disagree with the whole like foundation of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree with some of the projects that they're working on, um, which means makes making it easier to be a working mom. Like, yeah. That is really important. If well, you need to be a working mom, then it should be it should be easier. It should be more accessible. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. I mean, this is this is how it worked for a long time. Yeah. I feel like that whole idea, like, oh, you can't succeed in life unless you have an abortion. It's like that's a weird shot at our grandparents, right? Oh, like yeah. my grandmother was freaking awesome. She raised three kids in the depression. Like wow. alone. Like she her husband died. Like oh, wow. this is like she was freaking awesome. She made it just fine without an abortion. <laughs> wow, that's rough. Like, but people are so strong. Like, I think that, yeah, it, one of the symptoms of our culture these days, I think that we are all so blessed to live in a place that has everything. Like the United yeah. States has everything. We have enough food. We have good shelter. We have, I mean, we think back a couple thousand years ago, people were like literally running from tigers. And here we are just <laughs> sitting yep. in. Not a tiger in uh, sight. <laughs> Not well, one. Careful if you go hiking, but okay, okay. <laughs> but we are we are safe, right? We're yeah. in. We have 
we have everything that we need. And yeah. so we have forgotten how hard it is to mm-hmm. be a pioneer. Mm-hmm. And so um, now we feel like we have a right to all of these luxuries. And it's like, no, this is a gift yeah. that our grandparents worked their tails off, yeah. like you said, to make happen. Um, maybe your grandmother wasn't running from tigers, but no, you know, she no, was having to deal with the depression, lack of food, you know, yeah, her, she had to be a single terrible. mom. Like, wow, that's a lot of people are, don't realize how hard things used to be. It's like, no, we got a good cushy situation. I was here. watching a TikTok and this, uh, this guy does a lot of history videos. His wife asked him like, is there a time, period of time you could go back to like that you would want to go back? And he was like, I don't know, maybe like a few years ago before Bitcoin got big or something. Yes. And she's like, not like a couple of hundred years ago, like we're cool medieval nights or something. He's like, with with no air conditioning? And the plague? Yeah. No, are you kidding? I'm not going back to a time without air conditioning. Like, Why would I do that? Yeah, we, we're kind of spoiled. In and our, light bulbs, in, yeah. light bulbs, <laughs> all kinds of great stuff. Cars. Anyway, we're growing all over the place today. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but oh, man. the point is, you yes, know, we can we can all do something to help new moms make their lives easier. <laughs> Segway. Yeah, that's, right. that's my smooth transition. Good job. Thank you. We can all do something to help new moms um, whether that is checking in on them and saying like, hey, do you need me to come do your dishes for a second? Like if there is something that you can do, especially if the mom might be in an unexpected or difficult pregnancy, like we can do something. We have, we live in a culture and a time that has so many resources, more than anyone in human history would have ever known what to do with. Yes, We can spare some and we can give of our time and our treasure to help our communities. Yeah. Yeah, preach. I think my my wife's uh, favorite thing is like I can just hold your kid and you can take a shower. Oh, like, yeah. that's the best <laughs> thing ever. See, yes. Oh my gosh, yes. I had a, when I had my first baby. A lot of my friends had not yet had babies, and so they were like Gucci Gucci Goo, and and they were like, "Can I come over so you can take a shower?" And I was like, "Anytime." Absolutely. <laughs> it's great. You can watch my child for twenty minutes. Yes. Oh yeah. Awesome. <laughs> oh, so there you go. There's some things you can do, some takeaways today. You can go help a new mom and just watch the kid for 20, 30 minutes and let her have a break or a nap or a snack or food that maybe wasn't half chewed by another child. Yeah. Um, <laughs> clean some crumbs off and things. Hey, uh, <laughs> real life, you don't, you, you know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. Oh my gosh. Thank you guys for watching. We love you. We will see you guys next week.